You seem hungry. Good thing your table is ready with Saturday Omaha. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. I'm sitting in the uh, the back of the house, the kitchen, with uh, Wayne Dingus, uh, chef, head chef, owner, brisket master, pit master, everything master. At no chef. Smoke and Barrel. No chef. No chef. Not here. Actually certified, but uh-huh. I'm just a guy that likes to cook meat. And All right. Well, I, I will. I will not yes chef you then in your own kitchen. Unless I'm just Wayne. You. You're just Wayne. <laughs> All right. So we've got Wayne here, and today we are going to make some brisket, and I'm going to ask Wayne a bunch of questions about what's going on, so you, the listener, know what's going on, and so I know what's going on. And just to kind of set the stage, we've got a couple of briskets uh, sitting in. A, is that officially a hotel pan? Is that what we? That have is there? a two-inch hotel pan. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, Wayne and I are just going to talk and. Uh, what are we doing, man? How can I help you? You put out two cutting boards. So I think you're going to put me to work. And I love this because I love learning. So I like free labor. This Hey, that, <laughs> that, that works for me. This is fantastic. So what, what's the plan? What are we going right, to do? So, so what we do, um, we're going to go through like how to select a brisket. Excellent. Uh, this is kind of more of an approach to, for lack of terms, the everyday person. Yeah, for sure. Um, not like the, me. Uh, not the uh, the commercial or the restaurateur kind of thing. Yeah, we're not making 80 briskets today. Right, right, you know, because when I buy briskets, I'm buying, you know, 50, 60 cases at a time. Yeah. You know, so I get what I get. Sure. You know, so it's how do I take what has been provided to me to turn into what my standards and what our customers have come to expect. Yes. We're just going to start at the beginning. Uh, we use whole packer briskets. Okay. And what, what's a packer brisket, Wayne? So a packer brisket is the whole brisket, which contains the flat okay. and the point. Okay. So the point, um, they use a lot of it to make corned beef. Okay. It's mm-hmm. fattier. It has a lot more marbling in it. Okay. Now, the flat is exactly what it is. It's a flat. Uh, there's less marbling in it, and it's a thinner end of a brisket. So, like, if we're looking at it right now, the, the larger right. end is a point, and the flatter end, the thinner end, is the flat. I'm going to give you this one. Okay. Oh, he's, he's giving me a whole brisket. All right, so, yeah. So, on the brisket, you know, like you just mentioned, the thinner end is the flat, and the fatter or the thicker end is the point. Mm-hmm. And depending on the muscle uh, structure runs two different ways. Okay. So the flat runs along, uh, muscle strands run the length of the brisket. The length of the brisket. In that direction. All right. Now the point runs in the opposite direction. And so the point actually overlaps the flat. Okay, that makes sense. So it has to transition uh, grain somewhere in the middle. And so there's, there's, once we get it trimmed up, and even when you cook it, Mm -hmm. you're going to be able to see almost a line to where you can see it. So you can actually go and take the flat off. Mm Mm-hmm. And do the flat that you know itself, and do the point yeah. for something else. So after we trim it, because right now as I'm looking at it, we have a, a nice fat cap on the on the top of this brisket. So once we trim it up, we'll kind of be able to see that transition point. Correct. So if I do that at home, it's I'll not, be able to identify. It's not always super obvious. Sure, and it's got to be gradual a little bit. I correct. Think. Okay. You know, and it's just you know you can see a lot from the side. Sure. So right here we have our flat. I mean, obviously for people listening, they're not going to be able to see it. The flat comes down, and you can see where the point comes over. Yeah. So, and there's this muscle vein that goes, or a fat vein that goes okay. through. Okay. So, so if I had to kind of describe it, we can see um, there is actually a diagonal, almost uh, line of fat that sort of divides the two, where the the fat cap becomes smaller, but it actually runs through the center of the brisket there. So there is a visual indicator there, even before we trim, which is oh very yeah, cool. and that's and that's something that I look for. 
when I first started off, definitely looked for it when I was going to go select a brisket. Yeah. Uh, because I wasn't buying the amount, I was buying five or six at a time. Yeah. And so I was either going to Sam's or Costco, you know, and that's one of the things I would look at is look at it from the side and how thick that fat vein is. Mm, mm -hmm. And then I would take the brisket and I would, it's in the bag, I'm taking it over the counter and I'm yeah. bending it. You know, seeing what the pliability is kind of in that transition. Oh, okay. Because if it is stiff, yeah. to me, there's a lot of fat there. Ah, okay. So, which means it's the rendering of that fat is going to be, I'm not going to say more difficult, be more time consuming. Yeah. And then you have to look at, hey, I'm using a thinner end of meat uh -huh. and a thicker end uh -huh. to get that completely rendered out to where you want it. Something's going to have to give. Sure. And usually it is the flat, which is going to be end up being a little drier. Got you. So when when I'm looking at that that fat divider there, if it's super duper thick, or when when we were here, you just literally bent the whole brisket almost in half. You can roll it. And if it's it's if like it's, taking a piece of paper, uh -huh. heavy construction paper, and you're like rolling it to make a tube. Yeah. You know, if you can do that, you know that that fat vein uh -huh. is not that thick. And that's what kind of what we're looking for because we Correct. don't want to have to have so much time to render the fat out that we dry out the flat. And, you know, even if you do, I mean, I personally here, I, when I slice a brisket, I yeah. don't separate that. I might have some because uh -huh. um, we have a lot of people that ask for fatty and extra fatty brisket. That'd be possible. me. I always, <laughs> I always ask Wayne for the fatty side of the brisket. But if it's point. something that, you know, when I'm checking the smoker and the briskets that I see, hey, I'm not going to be able to render that out without destroying the flat end of it, uh -huh. I'll pull it and leave it. And then during service, I'll actually separate the flat because I'm going down the flat when I'm slicing. Now I got a part where the flat and the point overlap. Oh, your transition area, yeah. To where I'll actually cut the point off. Oh, okay. Trim okay. that fat out uh -huh. and continue down and then do it like I normally oh, would. Oh, because otherwise you're just going to end up with way too much. You're going to have a right. fat, fat I mean, sandwich instead of meat. Fat is good. But excess is, <laughs> I don't know if there's such a thing as excess, but there is too much. Too I much. Mean, Moderation. If you're not running, you know, if I got a 25, 75 or, you know, 15, 85 ratio, uh -huh. I'm happy. And sure. that's, that's me personally yeah. because what's the great saying? Fat is flavor. Fat is flavor. But, you know, it comes a point to where it's like, I mean, I'm not sponsored by any cardiologist or anything <laughs> like that. But, you know, I should get a kickback every now and then yeah, yeah, if no I didn't doubt. separate that. Oh, and I didn't ask you, how heavy is the average brisket if somebody's going to buy a whole one? On an average, you're looking around between 15 to 20 pounds. Okay, okay. Now, when I say that, I'm, I'm always banking and looking for the brisket at raw coming to me stage sure. to be around 16 to 18 pounds. Because it's going to shrink after it cooks too a little bit right. and that fat renders out. But I do it because normally there's usually more fat. I mean, when you're weighing it, some of these plate, you know, nothing against any of the butchers or, you know, sure. commercial butchers, not the privately owned ones. Right. It's all about money. So they don't trim them really well. Oh, so you get a and, little more fat on there. And so I'll bring like a case and, you know, for a case to me to weigh 75 to 85 pounds is normal. I can lift it, okay, this is close. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if I go to pick one up and I just decide I have a hernia or something, <laughs> it's a lot of fat. I just realized that those briskets, just from experience, we're not trimmed through the stage to become commercial or, you know, private purchases. Got it. Um, so, yeah. So, that's something I look for. Plus, I like to have a spec of that weight zone for uh -huh. consistency. Ah, yeah. Sure. Because, I, you know, I've had 24, 25-pound briskets, and uh -huh. then they send me one that it could have been just sandwich on its own. Right. 
So, you know, it's like, okay, this is not going to cook well for me. Yeah. Sure. Because of my timelines, I've based everything in my timelines to fit me. Boss lady's here. Boss lady is here. She's got her two cups hey. of coffee. Carla's hey, in the building. Good morning. <laughs> Good to see you. Thanks for letting me in the in the house today. <laughs> Again, I do a lot of on volume, so yeah. my concern is more consistency. Sure. You know, keeping it in that weight range. For the average person going out and grabbing, you're going to see them between 15, 18 pounds gotcha. on average. All right, so we're going to jump into this brisket a let's, little bit. Let's do this. We have two briskets out here before us, one on uh, Wayne's side. I was, I was going to say chef's side, not Wayne's side, and one on <laughs> David's side. Now what do we do? All right, so before I even get going into this, I make my rub. I am probably one of the most simplistic, complicated people you've ever met. Wait, are you going to tell everyone your secret brisket rub recipe? We're going to let that out? You know, jokingly, this thing has been passed down from generation <laughs> to generation to generation. And y'all are going to get a kick out of it when I actually tell you what it is. So for my brisket rub, we are true central Texas style. It is 50% salt. Kosher salt looks like? Kosher salt. And then 50% 16, uh, 16 mesh black pepper. Wait, wait. That's all we have for brisket rub is just salt and pepper? That's it? Well, that's it. That's it. There's no paprika, garlic, salt. That, that's what makes your brisket taste so good? Just salt and pepper? Well, smoke and doesn't hurt. But that, yeah, well, it, also true. It, it's literally just all of our, our brisket rub, anything I do beef with, is 50% salt, kosher, 50% black pepper. So you had a number on your pepper because you want a, a like a coarser grain. It's not, not a powdery. Right. What, so you got your, your you got your, your grind, mm -hmm. which you'll see in restaurants and a lot of, you know, in your shakers, yep. stuff you use at home. Um, 16 mesh grade. There's like a restaurant grind and then there's yep. called ground. Yep. From where I get mine, that's how they depict it through their description. And so it's a little bit coarser. I mean, it's a little bit coarser than... Your table pepper. Your table pepper. Yeah, yeah. but it, we're not throwing whole peppercorns on there either. But there's also some that's called butcher crack or butcher pepper. It's yeah. a lot coarser, which I've used in the past. You yeah. know, I like peppery things. That unexpected crack of pepper when you're biting into yeah. it, you know, catches you off guard. Yeah. To me, I like it. To some people, that's off-putting. So we use a 16 mesh pepper. And you, and your your pepper grind size is almost towards where the salt is you almost have not only do you have a 50 50 ratio of pepper to salt but almost the texture is kind of sort of similar between the two grains at least that's visually that's exactly right. so when you go to actually rub your brisket yeah i call it making it rain yeah there's really no rubbing into it sure you get more of an even coverage perfect so i've used butcher crack yeah and i'll have more of a salty ratio mm. than i do a pepper ratio uh-huh because they're bigger pieces. Bigger pieces take up more volume. So having your your rub consistent sizes, yeah, it does help. I mean, granted, you could add granulated garlic, onion, whatever you want whatever to you it. Whatever you want as, as the pit master. And if unquote. you do, I mean, hey, if you want to throw in that stuff, I recommend using granulated. Um, the reason I don't like using like garlic powder or onion powder uh -huh. is because it'll cake. Oh, And cakiness is not good. Gotcha. You know, it will affect your... The appearance here, it's not going to affect your bark. Mm -hmm. It will affect the appearance. And you eat with your eyes first. Exactly. Yeah. You know, first you go your eyes, damn. Then your smell. Those are interchangeable. Yep. That's going to tell you whether you're going to like it or not. But All anywho. Right. All, All right. right. So mixing bowl, 50-50 so pepper and salt. Yeah. So we got our rub mixed up, 50-50. So I start my briskets when I trim them bottom side up. Bottom side up. So we got the fat cap laying down on the cutting board. Cutting board. And meaty side up. Meaty side up. Make sure you get a cutting board because that's important. 
I, I'm actually busting out cutting boards just for you. I normally oh. do mine just straight on the sta- you know, sanitized stainless steel table. Yeah. So make sure I don't ruin your knives, though. That's another reason. I mean, <laughs> I've, I've, I'll kill three or four knives just by not paying attention, running the tip across stainless steel. But I probably should use a cutting board more often. All right. All right. So the anatomy on the back of a brisket. Um, you're going to see there will be some fat. I don't mind leaving that. If I see silver skin, which is going to be a shiny kind of grayish yeah. tint to it, which, Dave, you could probably see right in here. That's silver skin. Yeah, just a little bit. So, yeah, so you got it's not red most places, but not, not like a rack of ribs where there's an obvious membrane. There's just little pieces of silver skin on there. Or if you're breaking down a tenderloin, mm-hmm. you know, that's the ultimate of silver skin that you have to get rid of because that sucks. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, I mean, I got a little bit on here. Yep. You can come in and trim some of that off it's not that essential i okay. mean if there's some fat a little bit of fat on there yeah i mean we're talking like an eighth of an inch of fat in some spots i'm gonna leave that that's fair you know if i've got a thick bulge of fat you know thick fat mm-hmm. that's a quarter or bigger i'll start trimming that down but rarely do you see that all right and then you're gonna have this big chunk of fat and it's obvious you cannot miss it yeah, it's and, and in fact, as I grab it with my hand, I mean, it is solid. There's like, it's almost a, like a tennis ball size worth so of fat. So that vein of fat is actually part that runs all the way through the brisket. Got you. Okay. You know, this, what you're seeing doesn't necessarily dictate what it's going to be like. Yeah. But this is the end part of it. Yeah. So what we do is I take my hand. I'm going to, I'm an alpha, so I got to try to stay away from your area. You're also left-handed, aren't you? That's why I got you set Are you left-handed? No, I should change glove hands. This is going to be a little bit of a problem, isn't it? Because you don't want this hand cutting with with your knife, do you? So you're right-handed. I am right-handed. That's why I put you on the right. Yeah, you're going to want another glove. (laughs) You can leave that one on, just... We're going to play ER, doctor. All right. Oh, I like it. Clean hand, glove on. All right. Dr. Dave is ready for surgery. Now we are good to go. Okay. All right, so um, back to this brisket. Yes, sir. So we got this big chunk of fat that we can see. I start playing with it okay. by trying to separate it a little bit, pulling it out, if you will. Yeah, so you're like literally... pulling a tab out. Okay, so yeah, because you can get your, your ends of your fingers kind of like hooked right. in that fat and pull it. You know, it. when it. I do this, oh no, yeah, it's literally, I don't, I, I've done so many of them. Yeah. You know, if I decide, hey, I want to be a little more relax today sure i'm doing this version <laughs> yeah fair i'm enough. like massaging it pulling it but i'm pulling it out to where i can see it and what that does is going to tell you where to start cutting okay all right so and i'll you know this one goes down yeah this right? one has my brisket has a little little more fat on the edge right here. yeah so i gave you the difficult one i'm taking it easy today. I, I like it all right so i use two different knives and this is me personally okay um when i'm removing the fat off of the bottom i use a boning knife okay the bony knife's got a little more flex to it. It's thinner. A little thinner blade. Yeah. And so it's easier for cutting for me. Got it. On this side. And then I use, I call it a baby scimitar. That is. I have not seen one of it those. It is a butcher's, literally, knife. Yeah. It does you look know. like a scimitar. We can and defend a country this with that. Kni- the knife I'm using, I've got three different lengths of it. Uh-huh. And the largest one of this variant, I actually used to slice brisket and meats up on our line. Oh, nice. But I like this because there's less flex to it, mm-hmm. and it's thicker. It's a little more weight. Yeah. And this is the knife I use on, I'm going to call it the show side, uh-huh. which is the top of the brisket. Got you. Everything in barbecue, I mean, there's no right or wrong way to do it as long as you're happy with it. You're happy and love what you do. Exactly. You know, And so it comes down to preference with knives as yeah. well. You know, As long as you're happy with the knife, 
You do you. Got to be comfortable. Got to be sharp. All right. All right. Exactly. Sharp is the key because yes. it's easier to put a finger on when it's a clean yeah. cut. Yeah, exactly. All right. So we got our brisk, this chunk of fat pulled out. We're going to take our knife. Okay. And what we're going to do is we're actually pulling this fat away from the brisket, taking okay. the tip of our knife. And you're just going And around. just starting to separate it. So take your knife and just cut down. Gotcha. Okay. So we're... There. See how you're using the tip of that knife. Not the... And it's separate. Uh, yeah. You it's see how up. you're... Yeah, it's naturally pulling away it's from where it connects. Tell you, there's a guideline. The fat clump has actually got a guideline. So, like, you see here, it comes yeah. down. Start here and make a cut. Just cut right there. Okay. There. Yeah. And see how it allows it to peel back more. Yeah, it's just... And I'm kind of pulling back with my left hand, my non-dominant hand, and it is it is coming away pretty nicely there as well. I think we're almost... Almost almost pull it all the way off there. Now, so like right here, it comes to a little thinner end. Yeah. Just from my experience, uh -huh. that's going to burn Okay. on cooking. Uh -huh. So when it gets thinner, I just come and I slice that down. Just right here? Just take it right off. Okay, so we're taking a little bit of that meat where I did a pretty uh, nasty cut. Actually, <laughs> it looks... Honestly, that's great. Okay, a little chunky right there, but all right. And so I... This piece of fat... Yes. Is trash. Got it. I mean, too, too much, too thick, too hard. Too hard. Too hard is the key thing. So yeah. this piece of fat, I actually throw away. Yeah, because you can't even squeeze through this thing. Yeah. All right. And so that's crap. That, to the circular file. Got that's it. right. All right. So I'm down here and I'm looking at it. Okay, we've got that piece off. You did a fantastic job. Thank I mean, you. Thank you, Wayne. We, you know, in the business, red is money. And I try, was, tried to save some of that red for you. All right. And we left some of that vein. Good. All right, so now what we're going to do is we're going to flip our brisket over. Brisket is flipping over. All right. All right, so now we're looking at the top of our brisket, and okay. this is where we come into uh, trimming excess fat, which we are very fortunate. There is not much on these. Yeah. And then we're going to shape our brisket. Oh, okay. All right. Now, shaping the brisket, what that does is allow airflow. To picture what I'm trying to get across is yeah. think of an airplane wing. So when you're smoking, you have not just your fire going and then the combustion of the wood right before combustion is where you get the maximum amount of smoke mm. you have to have airflow makes sense so with that airflow going over your brisket that's what's going to help give you the flavor the depth of color your bark mm. helps set your bark you know because honestly i mean you think about it if you're driving down a road and you go over a nice rolling hill that's nice and gradual right now let's say you're doing whoops out on the desert <laughs> and it's just bouncing well that's what Think of that as the airflow. Now mm. it, you're missing lowers. We, we want stuff like you want smooth. You want aerodynamics. Got it. So we got that the side of the brisket, we took the chunk of fat off on the bottom. Right. Now on the opposite side, fat goes in, fat has to come out. Yes. Right? And so we see that here. Yes. Yeah, so and we got this nice tag of meat that hangs up. Right. Well, guess what? That's an air dam. Ah. All right. So we're going to remove this. Okay. So and this we do not throw away. Because it's tasty meat. It's tasty meat. Guess what? Sounds like burnt ends to me. Uh, it could be, or I can grind it up and make it into meatloaf. Oh, there you go. Or hamburgers. Nice. Especially at home. Yeah. You know, you got you can take your scrap, turn it into a hamburger. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. super simple. So as I, just to help or describe this, so we, we flipped the brisket over, I had the fat cap back up, the point is on my right, and we took the baseball size chunk of fat off. And then what Wayne is talking about here is there's a very large portion of fat. It's almost as big as like my four fingers on my hand. And it's on the opposite side. It's on the opposite side. And we have that little wing of meat we're going to take off and save, not throw right. away. All right. So what we do is, again, we're talking about aerodynamics. I lift that, that little tab up a little bit. Yep. You know, so basically if you pinch that. Yeah. It's like, you know, pinching your belly fat. What I do is I start by just slicing in. Yeah. Just as we rolled that fat piece off. 
I'm coming in, making shallow slices. Okay. You got it up. You see where that comes. Yep. You're going to make a little score so you can kind of see. Okay, where the line is and, and where it naturally folds. you're coming towards yourself and you're making, and you're just basically going shallow cuts. Right. And then what it's going to do is it'll end up taking that whole piece off. Gotcha. Following, kind of just following the or, line. Grab that piece, uh -huh. come in, whack it down. Gotcha. All right. So we're going to do this about here? Yeah. All right. It's your brisket, not mine. Okay. You might come in at like an angle and trim a little. You can throw that in the pan. So gotcha. You know. to, the, to the scrap, but good pan. All Holy right. crap. You looking for a job? Yes, sir. Always. I'll put you to job. All right. All right. So we are still on this side. Yes. And so we're going to shape it. Okay. And usually on a brisket, you can tell, obviously, if it happens once, it might be... A fluke if it happens two or three more times it's more likely consistent fair enough so on the side we just took off and when you come to the flat it's usually a lot thinner yes very right, much you so. can see that obviously so so what i'm doing and this is going to there's two rules of thumb you can leave it okay right it's gonna be dry but you can turn around and throw that in your beans make some chili or whatever yeah but for you at home, want to do make the best you possibly can. Yeah. Let's work on aerodynamics. Today. I love it. All right. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to come down along that side of a piece we just took off, and I'm going to make kind of come down and where it gets thin, I'm going to start rounding it off. Oh wow, that's a that's a large round there. Okay. So. So what you're going to do is again right where you kind of left off here. Yeah. You're going to pull that down, and you're going to come like and just make a round off. And what we're doing is we're getting rid of that lot thinner end, like I said. Yeah. I can turn around and I'll use it to make our smoked brisket meatloaf. Yeah. See, this is where right hand people, it's harder for me with them. Yeah, I almost want to flip the we, whole thing around. Hey, you know what? You have to do what is going to be comfortable for you to work. Nice. Don't ever do something because someone else does it that way. Exactly. So take that piece and cut it all the way to the cutting board because what that's going to do is give you a handle. And so what I do with that hand holding the meat, I pull it away. Okay, so we're pulling away with my non-dominant. Yeah. And we probably want to come back under here and get this to the cutting board. All the way to the cutting All board. All the way to the cutting board. Oh, there we go. So and as you pull that meat away for that trim cut for shaping, it makes it, it just comes across so much easier. Nice. So we, we really are building an airplane wing because that is a nice half round we got See, going there. Yeah, honestly, we just took this piece off. Yes, it does seem like a decent portion of the brisket. Yeah. But it's something that, you know, at home you can turn into something you can even right. take that cube it up hey we went cold weather stew meat oh yeah you know yeah. but we're doing this aerodynamics just to make this brisket happy that's perfect so we've got a nice round on there now and it is no longer a rectangle now we have a, a nice curve okay so i flip mine around we are done with that side okay so our round size is yep. done okay and so dave's brisket they they kind of at the butcher place i'm gonna not less of saying butchered it but they took quite a bit of fat off yeah I've, yeah the, there's way more fat on your side i right. have more meat and exposed so here i'm yeah. gonna come along you know like on yours and we're gonna trim that up we're gonna shape that up i okay i again we can use this meat without the fat on it it's not a protectant yeah and literally you're just gonna go straight to the board okay vertical to the board vertical to the board and just go down and kind of just like i'm doing it i'm coming down and i'm pulling away so we're gonna cut and pull Going all the way down to the cutting This is your first here. brisket? This is my first brisket. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Okay. And the rule of knives, always let the knife do the work. Don't ever try to put too much pressure on it. Got it. The knives are sharp for a reason. That's right. Okay. Got it. So now... All right. So we got this a little bit of fat here. We do. Yeah, because my know, brisket me, is different than to yours. To me, so. I'm happy okay. with that. But just because it's your first time? Yeah. 
let's trim just a little bit off. Okay. You know, ideally, I'm looking for a quarter inch of fat. Okay. You know, nothing much thicker than that. And we're you know, a little over that quarter. Just, you know, an eyelash over. But <laughs> hey, if you're going to do it, you might as well learn. Got it. You know, I'm going to keep you here all day and all we're going to do is trim briskets and then we just have fun with it. I mean, that sounds good. So what I'm going to do, and you're going to see, I'm going to do it on mine. Okay. And because I want to bring this, I, I come out of bevel. So when I made my cut to shape it, I yeah. did uh, vertical. Right. Now I'm going to come basically like a 45 degree angle. Okay. And come to that, the red meat. Okay, so we're just not cutting the just fat right now. Just taking a little only. bit off. Got it. Because so, what when I cut it straight down, yeah, it'll tell me engage me how much fat is on that edge. Yeah. Because straight down, I mean, you're looking at like the side of a, a cliff. Right. Hey, I got this cliff, and now all of a sudden we're going to use snow as an analogy. Yeah. That fat's the snow. We got this much snow on top. Right. All right. So we can see that. So what you're going to do is you're going to come in, and you're just little strokes. You know, do I want to start because this looks thinner on the I would point. leave this so and like I said, start this. like here ish where it's thicker, really thick. Yeah, okay. You know, you start wherever you want. Okay, well, it looks to me like this but is okay. Just remember so when you're, you're starting towards yourself, since you're backwards, yes, because you're right, I, it's true. You're going to be cutting like this. Don't hold this hand down here, hold this hand up here because we don't want to lose the hand. It'll make it difficult to eat brisket. <laughs> we don't want that. All right, you know, just short little baby strokes. All right, so now you got it started. Now you have a tab. Okay, so now I'm going to switch. You can, and, now ah. you can pull that tab, but you are cutting away from your fingers. Right, the fingers are out of the way. We still are keeping that bevel. I don't think I lost too much no, product there. No, that's good. Do I want to trim this so it's a little flatter still? No. Or is that Okay. To me, again, that's shaping. Now we've kind of got this rounded edge. Yeah, everything's smooth. No, no square edges anymore. No, and that, that is it. That's it? I just trimmed a brisket? That's it. That's all there is to it. Gorgeous. I love it. Barbecue's not complicated. Barbecue and smoked meats are only as complicated as you make them. As you it. make them. <laughs> exactly. I'm flipping the brisket back over. We are okay. doing fat cap down. Got it. And I am using my dirty hand, keeping the knife hand clean. That's right, because Thank that's you, important because now we're going into our rub and we want a clean hand. So we don't contam up. we don't connect contaminate that rub. Got it. Right? So because I use the same salt and pepper for my pork. Right. So if I got a dirty hand and I'm dealing with pork, we have a much greater potential for cross-contamination. Got it, got it. You know what I mean? It's both with beef, to me, it's friendly, you know. That's pork, right. we can have issues. Right. All right, so what I'm going to do is I call it the raining effect. For people at home, a shaker, Yeah. I hold it up high, my bottle up higher. Gotcha, so it's not going to clump in one area. Not just that, but you get a more even coverage. Mm. Of it. So, I mean, so if you're... All right. Dave can, can testify. You look at my brisket, it's evenly covered. It is very evenly covered. You have a uniform layer of salt and pepper, because again, that's all that's in our rub. You're about a foot over with a, with an overturned hand and just kind of gently making it rain. So you didn't sprinkle. Yeah, so I used my hand. Dave's using a shaker. I am. So we're I'm kind of going over So what the Dave's going to do is he's like going to hold his hand on the side. Keep it from raining on the floor. No, so what you do, yeah. it's going to hit your hand. It's also going to bounce onto the side of your brisket. You ah, want full coverage. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay, so that, that side hand, because I do feel it bouncing off of my hand yeah. and back to the brisket. And I'm going to try to get about the same coverage. So I'm going over a third time with my with my pro shaker here from Chef, from Wayne. I keep calling him Chef. 80 bucks for sale. No, uh, right? So and so here's the funny thing. So then you can go ahead and pat it if you want. Okay. So but Dave's going to see something cool. So I'm going to pick this brisket up. Yep. Salt and pepper comes off. Yes. That brisket can only hold so much salt and pepper. So it's impossible... You're not going to overseason it. To overseason it. Got it. 
Got it. So don't be afraid. I mean, I, I, I'm very liberal with my brisket. Yeah. And so now we're going to come kind of along the side, put it on, you know, tap it in our hands, and we're going to push it on our sides. Got it. So basically, we're looking at the side. We got our hand on the side of the brisket, kind of at an angle, facing out. And we're letting the, the, the rub hit our hand, and we're just pressing it into the side. Um, that way, we again, you want coverage on all, all corners. All right, so. Pick up and shake our uh, brisket here. Flip it and flip it. Whack. Yeah, and now we're going to do the same with the top. All right. And I think I'm going to spin mine around so I can get the, because we need to get the other side too, right? Yeah. All right, so we're going to do that. Turn it around so now the, excuse the phrase, but the naked side of the brisket is towards me. Salt and pepper on the cap, hand on the side, kind of guide that bouncing seasoning. And we're going to press it into the side of that brisket. This is good. So we're, we got this. We, so we got our guest celebrity uh, boss in house, my wife. She's going to come over and she's going to look at these briskets and she's going to tell me with a thumbs up if she can tell the difference between mine and Dave's. Here, here comes the boss. All right, so go ahead. Take your brisket, kind of flip it, shake a little of that off. All right, now put it back on your cutting board. All right. All, All right. right. All right, Carla. How with a thumbs up, they look similar, or thumbs down if there's a big difference. I think that's a thumbs up. That's a yeah. thumbs They're up. They're similar. This is good. I All mean, right. for Dave's first time, it's oh. like, hey. I just have a good teacher. <laughs> I think you have a passion for wanting to learn something different that you've do. never done. It's true. And so, you yeah. I am very appreciative of your time, All as right. always. We have them both facing the same direction. Yeah. We got good side. Flats I think. on one, the same side facing to our left. Our point, point is facing to the right on both of our cutting boards. Yes. And Dave, I mean, do you see much different? I'm talking in shape, shape and, you know, the coverage. Honestly, they really do look similar. And this, is, this isn't me uh, giving myself a big head. But, Dude, uh, we should still mess around. I just sent my wife out to the smoker. We should switch the briskets and, and see if she can tell who's is who's. Who's is who's. <laughs> We, we could flip them and, and be like, okay, we, we flipped it, we, you know, we mixed them up, which one? But yeah, and, and just to kind of help from a visual perspective too, I can still see fat, you know, but a salt and pepper, so it's not like I can't see the meat anymore. It's not caked. It's, it's not, not like not icing caked. on the cake. Okay. All right, so we got our, our briskets all done. We're going to take this and we're going to... We got a foil, big got, foil pan. I just got a foil pan I normally use, and this is just for, for this one. Yeah. I normally, I've got bus tubs like you see in a restaurant. Yep. You know, that's what I store everything. Um, depending on how busy I am, I'll take these and I'll just go throw them straight on the smoker. Yeah. Or I'll put them in a, pet, a tub, yeah. bus tub, and I'll set them in the refrigerator and they'll sit overnight. Six to one to me, half dozen other, because just like smoke, it's not going to penetrate all the way through. Sure. It's not a brine. It's not being injected. Right. So uh, salt and pepper is only going to be hitting the exterior. You know, if you got a two-inch brisket, it's not going to be all the way through. Right. So that's kind of a you're going to go right? a quarter inch, maybe a half inch into the brisket, where you're going to salt's going to penetrate. Pepper's never going to penetrate, in my opinion. Right. You know that helps give it that beautiful pepperiness on the outside. Yeah. So I mean, you can let them sit. That's great. Or we can go throw them on the smoker. All right. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I've got a I'm running a Southern Pride. Okay. SPK 500. SPK. How much does one of those run? <laughs> <laughs> well, when I bought it, you know, 10 years ago, uh -huh. uh, they were running right around 17, 17 to $18,000. Yeah. So you're looking at a, a, a used car type pricing. <laughs> right. And um, I just bought another one. It's not an SPK 500. It's a 400 version. 
Um, so my, let me talk about my smoke, this one first. Yeah. It's a rotisserie smoker. Okay. Um, it has a firebox just like a stick burner. Uh-huh. We found, um, just through us doing it and talking to a lot of our friends down in Texas, you know, and most people are going to tell you this, you're not going to get any more smoke flavor in your meat after four to five hours. At a certain point, it's done. Exactly. It's just like I was talking about the salt and pepper. It's not going to penetrate all the way through. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some briskets that have a, a smoke ring mm-hmm. that is freaking holy crap. Yeah. I mean, there might be a quarter inch that's not smoked ring. Yeah. You know, and I go, how do you do that? You know, but people also have to, you know, when talking about smoke rings, just off topic, you know, every animal's different. Right. You know, our two briskets that we did right. were clearly you know, different. We could have weighed the salt and pepper, put the exact same amount per square inch on it, and they're going to taste different. Sure. Because one's going to accept the salt and pepper more than another. Yeah. And same thing with smoke. And it, it's not saying that, you know, I've heard people say there's no smoke ring. You know, I've had briskets that don't have smoke rings. And they're like, oh, they've done it in an oven and they burnt it. Well, no, it's not burnt. That's actually a smoked out brisket that in our rotisserie, it worked. Yeah. But if they tried it, there's a lot of smoke flavor to it. Yeah. Yeah. Does it taste good? It tastes, you get, (laughs) you know, you get your smokiness. We're going to go to this because we're going to, after we get everything on the brisket, we're going to do that magic of time lapse. Absolutely. You know, to get into eating brisket. We're going to jump back to the smoker. So it's a rotisserie. Yeah. And like I said, it has a firebox. So we run the firebox for about five to six hours. Five to six hours. Okay. You know, I push it more than, you know, what they say. About what and temperature do you try to So hang that out? smoking, when I do it this way, you know, just the smoke box, it's smoking at about 200. About 200. Okay. You know, because you need, to, you need to take care of that fat so you can't go too low because the fat won't render out if you go... Correct, because he started looking at making jerky. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'll take you a week or two to make brisket jerky, but uh-huh. so we do it at that. Okay, 200. You know, and then again, so the Southern Pride is also, it's electronical. Okay. So I can set my temperatures. Good. Um, it doesn't fluctuate more than five degrees up or down. Wow. And in smoking meats, temperature consistency is everything. Mm. You know, I have people like, hey, how do you get that bark? Mm-hmm. Like, how many times do you open your smoker? You know, if you're looking, you're not cooking, you know, as people say. Yeah. And so that helps a lot. You know, again, consistency is absolutely everything yeah. in whatever you do. Yeah. And so at after about that five, six hour point, I turn propane on. Oh, okay. All right. So then it's the, the heat source is from propane, uh-huh. but it's still smoking. And so wood right before it can bust into flame. Mm-hmm is where you get the max smoke output. Mm, okay. So basically when we turn the propane, I actually, it's a jet burner kind of thing. Oh, cool. You know? Okay. And so it hits one end of the log and mm-hmm. it goes up to temp. And with it only fluctuating between five degrees up and five degrees down, yeah. it's a short period of time. Interesting. That that flame's hitting the wood. Yeah. But can, maintains the heat. So it allows that wood to smolder. Wow. So does it like fl- <laughs> flame on and then flame off? Yeah. No kidding. Because so it keeps, it keeps that smoke that consistent. So that's that's a it keeps heck the of temperature a that consistent. And yeah. what it does, it it light you know it'll torch the end of that wood, yeah. and when it goes off, it smolders. Oh wow! And again, that smoldering right before it can bust, yeah, is the maximum smoke. So you're getting the most wow. amount of smoke out of each. It's super efficient. Wow! Yeah, you know, holy and holy smokes! Two, <laughs> yeah, holy smokes! And but what it also does, it allows me to rest. Yeah, you know, I've ran stick burners before, and you're up. 
nonstop. Yeah, you're sleeping next to the smoker. You know, because yeah. our briskets are going to run maybe between 16 to 18 hours. Yeah. You know, that my timelines, that's the magic number for the temperature I run. Yeah. So I've got the our smoker set to 208. 208, okay. All right, my smoker is also convection. Right, okay. Meaning yep. that there's a fan in it. Okay. And it distributes the heat evenly throughout the smoke chamber. Oh, yeah, because otherwise you'd have your firebox on one side, all your heat's over there. You, you just, so in and this you case, have hot zones and you have cold zones. And we made an airplane wing on our brisket, and we want that airflow across exactly. the whole brisket. And so the convection helps with that. Got it. And the we're going to pull out a couple of briskets I put in last night. Um, okay. I wrapped them in two different variants, uh, one in butcher paper uh -huh. and one in foil. And we're going to pull them out. We're going to take a look at them. Uh, I'm going to have Dave feel them. Let's do it. And let's get it done. All right, cool. All right, so that delicious sound was a foil-wrapped and a butcher-wrapped brisket. I do see uh, by uh, juice factor, uh, the foil definitely kept more uh, more in than the butcher-wrapped. Right. Um, <laughs> obviously, paper will absorb yes. uh, fat, liquid, juices, whatever. Yep, yep. Um, so the first one we're going to unwrap is we're going to do the foil one. Oh, my gosh, that's gorgeous. Look at that. And any juices, I, again, I like the term making it rain. There's... Several different kinds of making it rain. Keep your juices on in your certain certain music making it rains throwing money. Yes, yes. Um, in the military, making it rain is throwing lead down range. Ordnance. <laughs> and in barbecue, making it rain is making sure all the juices get back on top of your meat. Got it. Oh, it looks great. Yeah, and so now we're going to unwrap the uh, butcher paper one. Oh, perfect. I think you had told me once because you've got that rotisserie smoker, and so the fat is continuously going back basting. over and basting the brisket, which helps get it nice and crispy too. And it, I think it's so cool that you get that good crispy bark, and there's no sugar or anything. There's no happening. sugar. Yeah. All, all I, no sugar, and if you, I'm pulling this butcher paper. Oh yeah, the, the butcher paper is sticking to the to that. Wow. Because that is natural sugar. Yeah. Right. Dave's gonna get in. He's gonna be hands on. Oh my goodness. So. All right. Slap it a little bit. All right. All right, you see a little wiggle? I do see a little wiggle. All right, so while we're wiggling this, yeah. pay attention to what's moving and what's not. I see the fibers moving or the grain moving so towards the flat. I'm looking at the flat down here. Right. It's not moving. The end isn't, right. Okay. Right here, what you're seeing wiggling is that separation where that fat vein ran between the point and the flat. Ah, okay. So I'm looking at this going, hey, I can see where the flat and the point meet. And About the, two thirds in. The flat's on the thicker part of the, where the transition and the flat, since yep. it overlaps the top, is thinner. So you're going to see a little bit of, of movement in that. Right. No, you get. I'm, yeah, and so for our listener out there, so as I'm grabbing the the point and moving it, I'm actually pushing down and kind of moving in a, a little semicircle. And yeah, you can see where all the fibers and everything are moving. Here and I see that connect. I see a connection about two thirds of the way towards the flat, and then almost one here-ish, I think. So yeah, interesting. Okay, okay. All right, and so now Dave's gonna pick up his brisket. So we've already done that checkpoint one on my philosophy on how to see if a brisket's done. Yes. We got movement. It kind of jiggles a little bit. Now we're gonna pick it up. Okay. You got it in both hands. Guess both what? hands. Now you're bending. Yours is bending downwards because it's so pliable right it now. It is, yeah. And see, it goes both ways. And so on your left hand, Dave, since that's where the flat is, yes. kind of rub your fingers and you feel the muscles. I mean, you're going to have a bark under there. Right. But you can kind of feel, because mm -hmm. you already get it up on top. You get it to separate. Yeah, it's actually separating apart. Yeah. 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 And right. it's, yeah, I get a little wrinkle on the outside. And these brisket re these briskets rested for about an hour and a half. Okay. Okay. Right. Wow. And they're still plenty hot. Well, I guess yes. probably on hot yeah. box too, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, that is gorgeous to me. 
All right, so we're going to slice into some of these, this brisket a little bit. Oh, my goodness. So the one that I'm doing, the one I'm cutting now, is actually uh, the butcher-wrapped one. Okay. So when I cut a brisket, I'm actually going half to three-quarters of the way up the brisket. Okay. You know, I know where that's at. Right. The separate, the, where they overlap each other. So when I'm cutting in, so this still goes under. Oh, that's just coming apart. Wow. So you know, where the where they connected so at. So we cut it about in half, and then, yeah, you can definitely see a fat vein running through our geologic stratification of the brisket here. About dead center, and it literally pulled itself apart. And you can see how that fat has rendered out. Yeah. I mean, there's not a big fat vein in that. No. No, there's still a little, but right. it's not a big chunk or anything So like I've that. cut this brisket... Pretty much just a little over half length on the, you know, separation from the tip of the flat. Let's just say I cut it in half. I'm going to flip mine because... Because you're right-handed. Because I'm right-handed. So I'm going to take my, my dirty hand here and probably ruin a little bark when I'm picking it up. And then so point is on my left, my left hand. How did you decide again how far over to cut, separate our two pieces? So you rub, again, he did like semi-circle semi and he can see it. And we got it on his, our point goes quite a way down the flat. Yeah, like three quarters that way. But the flat runs almost all the way to the back of the brisket. So there's almost a diagonal. I see a line so like here-ish. Right. And yeah. so what we're going to do is, I know the, the anatomy of it, because back here, you can on the side, you can see that line. Oh, because we can, okay, we're looking so at horizontally So you're looking at this, now. and you want, when you're cutting brisket, you're cutting against the grain. Okay. So you're going across the brisket, and when you get to your point, and when you cut that off, you turn it a quarter of a turn. Because the grains run different directions. Exactly. So you can have the grains going the same. And my rule of thumb is with and against grain, max 50%. Okay. All right, 50 against, 50 with when you're making that transition. So Dave's going to cut, you know, and this is how I do mine. I, I make this initial cut on every new brisket. So are we... Dude, that brisket's awesome. It is looking good. How's this? Cut it and find out. This is how you learn. Okay, here we go. So when you're using a knife, yes, long strokes, lighter pressure. Long strokes. Let your knife do the work. That's a very sharp knife. That's nice. I am not pushing any any pressure really at all. All right. So now we're looking at Dave's. I mean, that's just tender. I mean, that fat vein that runs through the middle. A little more fat on mine than yours. Though. It is, but it is rendered quite nicely. It I is. mean, we're getting good separation. Yeah, it's coming apart on that point very nicely. All right, and so what we're going to do is now we're going to we're going to eat some of this brisket. We're going to find out. Okay. All right, so I always cut towards, after I separate, I cut towards the front of the point. Okay, so we're going to start on right? the edge. Because the point sometimes usually has a, a tendency to become a little drier because, again, you know, just for numbers, the point might be an inch and a half thick. The, I mean, sorry, the flat might be an inch and a half thick. The point might be three to four inches thick. Yeah, big difference. And so we're trying to cook two thicknesses at the same time. So I always cut towards the, you know, cut back to the point mm -hmm. because if those pieces are a little drier, I chop them up. I put them into our beans. I make chili out of it. You know, so we have 100% utilization. Got it. So I am going, I've got a tray here. I'm going to cut some off of mine, and mine was the butcher wrap. Yep, Again, I start a little slice. Okay. A little bit of pressure, not much, and let the knife do its work. You're doing about a is that about a quarter inch slice? So there, give or take. I know. When I went to school, we had two different pencils. Okay. All right. We have the pencil we use nowadays, a nice thin pencil, but yep. we used to have these big fat pencils. Uh huh. Right. So on your flat, you want a slice about the thickness of a regular pencil. A regular number two pencil. Number two pencil. Got it. And on a, that's the flat. Now mm -hmm. on the point, you cut almost double that. 
like a fat pencil. Almost like a like a marker size, right. maybe. And the okay. reason being is, remember, the flat had less marbling on it. Right. Right? Yeah. And so the point has a lot more. So when cooked properly, it's going, I mean, the perfect brisket is you should be able to, and I'm doing it for Dave, hold it over your finger, yep. and just with a little tug, come apart. It just starts pulling apart. Right. Yeah. And so mine slightly overcooked a little bit, but it's not bad. Now Dave's going to do his, and he's going to do the flat, and he's going to cut a couple slices off that, and then I'm going to show right. him what I do on a point. All right, and we said our number two pencil. Number two pencil. All right, how's that looking there for slice size? Oh, what number two pencil do you use? Mm. No, that's good. That's good? Okay. <laughs> Ooh, I need to get better on my bottom slice there. That's all right. It's your first time, right? It is. It's true. All right, a couple slices yeah, off of there? give me another slice. All right. Got my two those slices. Are, those are good looking slices. All right. All right so we're going to throw those on our tray. All right, so I'm going to just, just because Dave's here, I'm going to cut a couple pieces of the flat or the point. Okay. I normally take this end piece off. All kind of our crunchy end there. That's point. I mean, it's ready to just barely be pulled and fall apart. Yeah, so you're lifting up, you get starting to get that accordion stretch, yeah. and then you, you're not even pulling it, and you're just holding it on your fingers, and it's draping over right. your fingers. I missed that, and then I caught it where you did flip the point around to make sure we yeah. were cutting always against the grain, and it's more tender that way too, right? It's because you want to cut against the grain. Yeah. Um, you think of about it, think about it as like yarn. It's not the right analogy, but yarn. So if you pull yarn mm -hmm. or you have yarn, it's these long strings. Right. Think of that as being chewy. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, yeah. You know, chicken's the same way. You pull chicken, you get these or pulled pork. Yeah. You got a more chewier thing. Now, if you chop the pork, it, it seems more tender. It's the mouthfeel to it. Got it. Same thing with brisket. When you cut against the grain or a steak, you cut against the grain. It helps with tenderness. And tenderness isn't the fall apart-ish or whatever. It's the ease of chew. Are you saying that barbecue is all about time, love, and tenderness? Time, love, and tenderness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know, to me, it's all about, you know, doing what makes you happy. Barbecue is a thing that if we all learned how to do it, maybe we would all slow down a little bit more. Mm, I like because it. Because it takes time. So we're gonna eat some brisket. Ooh. I like onions, pickles, and some jalapenos with mine. So we're gonna throw a little bit on a tray. All right, we're gonna go sit down and eat. Cool. Let's do that. All right. Some chairs and a table and some brisket. This is why when you let brisket, you let it sit. And oh, that looks good. It is so good. I'm using fingers. I don't care. I was told once that barbecue is really a uh, really should be a finger food anyway. Get that full of, full experience there. Exactly. Oh. We didn't have silverware all of our lives. Right. Well, we got some pickles on the tray. I think Wayne, you told me that. Uh, I love pickles and some onions and a little jalapeno. I'm pick, sorry. Pickles. Oh, you're fine. Pickles are important for that uh, digestive that digestive uh, acidity there. Yeah, Ooh. it helps with cutting the fat in your digestive system. So we're we're sitting in front of some beautiful brisket. We've got the brisket that we we sliced together. You show me how to slice that. I'm I'm gonna grab this nice piece right here. So oh wow, I'm gonna that is gonna have to be finger food because the fork. It's tender. It's super tender. Look at that. So for for those at home, so this is coming apart really nice. I am not mm -hmm. doing anything. Yeah, you bre breakfast. Trying to no, ask my that. wife for breakfast. <laughs> so our uh, Texas style brisket, just salt and pepper, and no sauce on it, right? No sauce. You can put I mean, that on the side if you'd like. And I forgot to mention, we use oak. 
to me, it's a lot milder flavor. Mm-hmm. I've done a taste of meat too. Yeah, yeah, I've done, you know, and when I eat brisket, and then again, this is my opinion, my opinion only, you know, the first thing I'm tasting is a little of this, you know, off the bark, I'm getting this chewiness a little bit because right. of the caramelization. Yeah. Some saltiness, some pepperiness. Mm-hmm. And then the smoke kicks in. And when I'm done chewing, what I should end up with is this beefy flavor. Mm. So you know what you're eating. Not just a pile of smoke in your mouth. Exactly. Yeah. That's interesting that you kind of guided me through the, the flavor progression because that was 100% what I just experienced was, you, you know, especially when you pick it up with your fingers too, you get to feel that texture on that bark, a little of that pepper, a little salt, a little of that caramelization. And 100% as I just chewed that bite, it starts with the smoke and it finishes with that beef flavor. No right. question. You, you end and you're like, yes, that was beef. Nothing but salt and pepper. A little smoke and a little Salt, time. pepper, smoke, and time. Mm. Beautiful right. job as always, Wayne. I still got to work. I'm going to be taking a nap here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we better slow down. That's a lot of, you probably put a good pound on here easy. Oh, easily a pound and a half, two pounds. I can't thank you enough for teaching me, for trusting me enough with your, your knives and your kitchen and your brisket. And these are absolutely fantastic. I'm just glad you still got all your fingers. Hey, they're all good. I tried to keep them away from the knife. Yeah, so no, I mean, it was fun. I enjoyed having you out. Um, I mean, it's like I said earlier, I mean, I find it compelling. I mean, you're making that, putting that foot forward and making the effort to go out and go, how? I am so blessed that folks like yourself spend the time to teach me, because this is time out of your day. You've got a whole lunch service to run right after oh, yeah. this, and you're going to have a line out the door. And I appreciate you coming mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. You know, so I do this nonstop, and so for you to come in, it slowed me down, right, and in a good you. way, yeah. because... It takes me back to when I first started doing it. Mm. Okay, hey, I pull that tab, I trim here, you know, instead of just going to town. Yeah. But you're out trying to do it. I appreciate that. You have the desire and drive to ask. Mm. And that's what this industry is all about. I appreciate Because that. it shows that, hey, not only, you know, do people eat here, you know, people care about us and how we do things. We don't have customers. Sure. Everyone that comes in here is family. Yeah. Because that's how we treat each other. Yeah. But there's not people all like, hey, I've only done it to one other person. Hey, come back here. I'm going to show you how to trim a brisket. I'm not going to show you how to cook it because sure. I don't have the time. Right. <laughs> I'll show you how to trim a brisket. You know, you bring your brisket in. We trim it together. Yeah. You know, and so they understand it. Because if, if this means you, since you came in and did this, mm-hmm. go home and try it. And if you think you've made better brisket or barbecue than you have in the past. Mm-hmm. Everything's worth it. World's a better place. It is yeah. because the better barbecue that we have out there, the more places that can do good barbecue. Yeah, it just means more people are happy. Rising tide lifts all boats, right? Exactly. That's the way that goes. Side note on this one: I can't tell you the last time I actually sat down and ate brisket <laughs> and experienced all flavors. Well, because I'm always in a hurry. Well, that's so. Nice. Thank you for reminding me of what brisket is, should taste like. I can't end it any better than than your summary there thank you so much dave with wayne dingus at smoke and barrel and uh carla back behind the counter there so hi carla um and we'll sign it off here (laughs) and as we say on Saturday omaha until we eat again stay hungry bye our show is recorded and produced by Saturday omaha you can find us on instagram twitter and facebook as well as email SaturdayOmaha at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and stay hungry.
Saturday Omaha. Eat this.